Welcome to Gutter Trash episode 357, Snow Day, by Pierre Wasm and Antoine Aubin. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. Easy to pronounce names. Eric and Jason. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've, I I was waiting for you to pronounce those guys' names because I have no idea. Yep. I've never heard it, either of those names spoke aloud until just now. Yeah, I've never heard of either of those names uh, at all. Yeah, even until right. uh, until I read this thing. Right. Yeah, this is a uh, European book, I believe. Yeah, Humanoids Press. They generally tend to be uh, French books. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also generally tend to be... Uh, they have a look. They, they have a look. They, they have a, 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 a type of book that yeah. uh, is usually put out through them. Uh, generally tends to be high-concept sci-fi by Alejandro Jodorowsky. In full color. And, and that too, yeah. 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 Uh, with, with uh, you know, a very high Mobius influence and uh, some, some Travis Charest occasionally for three pages. And, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, like, like, very heavy metal, but but in long graphic novel form and very uh, European. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not this. Not at all. Not at all. That's why I chose it because it seems so different from their usual thing. I was like, I right. gotta, I gotta see why, you know what, you know, I gotta see what made this the connection between humanoids. I thought maybe it got real weird, right? You know. Yeah. I guess uh, the only connection is uh, French people made it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, are they French? I don't even know. I would assume they're French. I mean, Pierre, I guess that's stereotypical French. Right, but... Antoine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, with the sort of setting of this story, they could be French-Canadian. That's what I was thinking. It seems more Canadian. Like, the Canadian element seems... I mean, just even the style of comics seems very... If it, if it reminds me of anything, it reminds me of Canadian comics. Really? Yeah, like, like Seth. It okay. reminds me of yeah. Seth a lot. See, the only Canadian comics I've ever read are by Chester Brown, and they're all just about Dick. Mostly <laughs> his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what all stories are about, though? Our own dicks. Right. If you really think of it. I mean, okay, I am lying. Uh, I also have read Alpha Flight. Yeah. See? So, Canadian about, comics. about John Burns' dick. John Burns' dick. He calls it. Dick. He calls it. Puck or Sasquatch. <laughs> Alternating, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, why wouldn't people want to be interviewed on this show? <laughs> right? Yeah. You can see the quality is here. Um, snow day. Snow day. Um, I'll just go ahead and... and just just get right on with it. Yeah. Um surprisingly, I really liked this book. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, I did not expect you to like this book. I did not either. Mm-hmm. I also wasn't quite sure what kind of book it was going to be. Either. Yeah, I mean, oh, me neither. Yeah. Like like uh from from our our brief discussion of it last week, uh, I honestly just assumed it was going to be uh like a slice of life sort of, you know, Auto bio kind of just, just 
navel gazing about staying at home one day right, from work because yeah, yeah. it was snowy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is not. No. In fact, I honestly don't know why it's called snow day because I mean there is some snow and it's about a day. Right. But but to me, snow day means like you know you're off day. work that day. Yeah, yeah because yeah. like yeah, yeah, too much snow or whatever. Right. And these people are working. No, yeah, and, and they all seem to be uh, people who who would be completely acclimated to uh, yeah. large amounts of snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vehicle-wise, uh, uh, mode of dress-wise. Right, right. The entire thing. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is because the uh, the main character uh, drives a snowplow through the majority of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which, you know, does also have... Uh, uh, a presence in the the climax of the book. Yeah, uh, but but that's really the only thing I can think of right. that makes it why this should be called Snow Day. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a yeah. weird title. But beyond that, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun read. Yes, it was super quick read. It is. I mean, like it's a graphic novel. I don't know if it, there's there's no page count, but it looks like a hundred pages. I guess about a hundred. But yeah, it goes by like. At least as quick as a single issue of the normal comic, if, yeah. if not faster. There, there are a lot of wordless pages, mm-hmm. uh, but but it all helps set a tone, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, so this book is about a uh, a very small town, mm-hmm. uh, and our main character is uh, the sheriff of of said small town, uh, and uh, he is. Uh, uh, the, the town essentially seems to be run by, by crooked politicians and uh, businessmen who are in cahoots with each other. And uh, they, they have only hired the sheriff to basically just uh, sort of toe the line. Yeah, because, yeah, I think, I feel like he's he's not a huge, burly dude that you typically yeah. think of as, like, you know, like somebody you'd want as your sheriff. Right. He's He, he looks more like, like he's the bass player of an indie rock band. Uh, and and like I get the feeling they hired him because yeah they just want somebody to like just a pushover like just a, a placeholder right as the sheriff. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and just say this right now that uh, I don't think that guy would play bass. <laughs> I think he's definitely more of a keyboards or uh, right or acoustic guitar. He might be able to wield a bass. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. Just when I think of bass players, I think of just I guess in my own experience. Uh, like a lot of bass players I've met have all just been sort of tall and lanky and, and like giant hands, right? And, uh, or chicks, which is always awesome. Yeah, this uh, guy is kind of short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's nebbishy. Mm-hmm. That's that's a nice word. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, and this and the town seems to kind of center like even the cover image is uh, the sheriff sta- staring out a window. Um, and he just sees like the big snowy field on the on the other side of the um, the window. The window is uh, in the in the distance is the factory that the town is kind of centered around. Right. Because I guess that's basically there's not much else to do there. Like you said, it's not a big town, but right. they they have this factory and <clears throat> kind sure. of life revolves around the factory. Probably. Yeah, I would say the majority of the the people who live in that town probably work there, and then the others are like just probably people who own businesses around. Right. There. So everybody's either kind of dependent on the factory as as their income or as um, keeping the town going because right. you know that's like the main the main thing probably right. 
Uh, and there's also a cat on the cover too. He's a nice cat. Yeah, yeah. I like the cat. Uh, so so we we the story starts out like pretty much right in the middle of things, uh, where where our sheriff has uh, arrested some some local hooligans uh, who uh, work at the factory, and uh, the the uh, owner of the factory. I, I think that's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, storms into the sheriff's office and uh, demands that they be let go. And, uh, they're, they're just boys being boys. Yeah, uh, but they're like older dudes, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But I mean, but, but yeah, yeah, but they are acting like they're just thugs. Yeah, dumb, yeah. dumb hilljacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, prior to this, uh, which which we sort of do see later. Yeah, in a flashback. Yeah, I uh, love the flashback. Yeah, the flashback's pretty cool. Uh. Our sheriff uh, Spencer, is his name? yeah, Sheriff Spencer. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's had enough. Yeah, he's he's tired of being pushed around, and uh, he's the sheriff, and he's gonna do the job that uh, the sheriff is supposed to do. Yeah, and he's gonna clean up the town all by him lonesome. Uh, but again, he's uh, not the the type of dude that you look at and say, yeah, that guy yeah. is totally gonna clean up yeah. the town. Right, he's not like the. The, uh, burly dude. He's not the hero of your action movie. No. He's the guy that gets killed halfway through that the hero <laughs> then avenges. He's the, yeah, he's the comedic sidekick or right. whatever. Yeah, I was trying to find this. He says this thing like two or three times during the story that kind of sums up like his breaking point or whatever. Um, shoot. I'm looking for it right now. But, um, oh yeah, here it is. He says, you can't deal with the cold by breaking the thermometer. Right. He says that, like, at least twice. Right. And I guess he's basically saying, you know, you know, you can't pretend like these problems don't exist just by ignoring them or or not, you're not doing what you need to do. Right. Not performing your duty. Yeah. I guess he's the thermometer. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Mm -hmm. We don't get metaphors. They should have called this like boiling point, or, <laughs> and it and it could have had like an explosion on the cover. Sure, sure. Like maybe not necessarily even the, anything that reflected part of the story, but maybe like a high rise tower exploding, with, like a hang glider. Right, right. That would have been better. Uh, so, so you're thinking, uh, like, like Jean-Claude Van Damme or Schwarzenegger yeah, for the league Van Damme for yeah. sure, yeah. He needs to do, cause, yeah, martial arts are a key yeah. in this story. <laughs> so, yeah, so Spencer, um, is, is basically accosted by, I think his name is Ross, the guy that owns the company. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "What are you doing? These these guys gotta get to work. You know, they gotta work at the factory." And yeah. Spencer doesn't want that. No. Yeah. But then, then the mayor shows up. Yep. And uh, even then, like he still stands his ground. But then, uh, I think they they hit him. Yeah, they basically yeah. knock him out of the way and like right. like he's like, you know, I guess kid instead of the sheriff. Right. Like you got it, kid. Yeah. So then, uh, so then, uh, a significant portion of the book after that is, uh, uh Spencer's, uh, plowing the, the streets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you can tell he's probably just, it's, it's just like, he's like, well, I'll just, 
I'll go do some sort of good. Right. And, like, he's just eating away at him. You know, like, he goes to help. Um, he gives somebody a ride, and then he goes to visit this elderly lady. And yeah. and everybody says or does something that kind of, they're like, well, you know, just you should probably just get in your place and just right. do your thing and not worry about it. And I think all the while, he's not, like, vibrating with anger or anything. But you it's can tell it, it's stinging, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah because, uh, like, the old lady, Emma, that he visits, I like that scene a lot because she's a little out of it and uh, mentally yeah. at this point. And she shows him these old photos of, I think it was her dad. Uh, her dad or her husband, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. And she's like, this is a real man. You know, yeah, these yeah. used to be tough men. You know, not like you. You should just, right. like, yeah. yeah. People repeatedly keep telling him that uh, he, he's not built to, to be in that town, yeah. let alone the sheriff. Right. Uh, even his ex-girlfriend gives him a lot of crap. About being short. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's the waitress at this diner that he goes in and. Um, he has a meal or a beverage or something there, and I think he has his lunch here. And then the uh, the people that he arrested, I think that what was was that was somebody that he arrested there? No, there are people who uh, witnessed oh, him that's arresting what it was. the yeah. the, the that's three what... thugs. Yeah, so they they relay the story to the uh, the waitress. Yeah, about what happened. Uh, and so that's when our flashback occurs, and we we get the backstory of uh, how uh, this the fight. Uh, it was yeah. like a bar fight, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's done really cool. It kind of looks like what I would imagine the artist's uh, sketchbook looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're like you know drawn the same size as the pages, but it's that super, super sketchy. Loose. Oh yeah, yeah super and, loose. And like even the finished pages, the regular pages of this book are kind of sketchy looking. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know who they remind me of. Maybe like a less brushy Craig Thompson. Maybe I yeah, I could see that too. Uh, but I my honest, you can admit, yeah, yeah, boy, our upcoming interview is going to be great. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we do one, yeah. Uh, no, the the first thought that I had when I saw the art was Guy Davis actually. Well, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. For sure. But less monsters. Yeah. There, see? <laughs> there should be a giant monster, like Cthulhu monster, slithering spiral style down the exploding uh, high-rise tower yeah. in the cover of Boiling Point. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> and maybe the cat could be, like, on top of the monster biting its tentacles oh, or hell something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the cat's going to be the real hero. Oh, this story's it's writing itself. Yep, <laughs> it's in the bag. Snow day two, boiling point. <laughs> Spencer uh, <laughs> is tired of taking this town shit. That's why he affixed an Uzi to where his hand used to be. <laughs> Spoiler: Spencer does not lose his hand. No, he does not. Uh, that happens between <laughs> Yeah. Between yeah, it's it's related to another flashback sequence <laughs> at Emma's house. Uh but no, it's it's just it's I don't want to call it whimsical, but but it's it's kinda light. It's like a it's it's light it's a light story about a dark thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's about like um I mean it's and it's not even really all that dark. Yeah, it's just, there's not like murders or anything. No, it's just yeah. it's just more like 
about people overstepping their bounds and uh, not letting you, you know, like basically taking authority when they don't have authority. Right. And, and standing your ground and, and doing the right thing. And, and yeah. Standing up for, for who you are. Who you are. And what, you're, for, what you're supposed to do. Right. And for justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a superhero. He kind of is. Yeah. yeah. It's like a really laid back Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman without the parental murders. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, like, it has like an awesome atmosphere to it. It's just, you know, like a quiet, slow, like you can, it does feel like it's, um, set in a place that's full of snow. I mean, you can yeah. just, everything's just quiet and there's not a lot of hubbub. And, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, uh, I know this term gets tossed a lot. You know, uh, out there, but uh, uh, probably even by us on numerous occasions. But it does have kind of a Cullen Brothers feel to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just quirky characters and just just a quiet, you know, sort of story. You know, that that subtly sort of tackles bigger things like violence and yeah, yeah, the dark side of human nature. Yeah. But again, it's also not super dark. You know, like like I don't think there's even any swearing in this book. I can't remember. Like yeah. I can't remember either. Uh, and I mean, yeah, there is some violence. There's a couple fight scenes and a gunshot, gunshots, and uh, I think dynamite at one point. Uh, well, so that's but it's all thing. like minor collateral damage. That's the thing about Spencer too. His character, he 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 does kind of prove that he is pretty badass and tough because i mean spoiler he does get shot yeah and he just keeps on doing it anyway he it it doesn't take him out at all well yeah like even the the flashback to the bar scene like he gets his ass kicked oh yeah and he just keeps going back until he gets the job done yeah they keep throwing him out of the bar and like like stay out of the sheriff we're having a a bar fight here right (laughs) and he keeps just coming back and trying to arrest him until eventually he does right yeah uh and even like you know you know, again, spoiler, towards the end when, when he's finally had enough and he is going to arrest those guys again, you know, because they need to be in jail. Uh, you know, one of them puts up, like, a, a pretty violent oh, fight. Yeah. Like, that guy's yeah. going to kill him. Yeah. And and he manages to, to overcome it. Yeah. And, you know, win in the day, you know. And, uh, yeah, Spencer's a badass. Yeah, he's pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. He he's no keyboard player. He's a fucking bass player. <laughs> Still, just don't see it. <laughs> um, one thing about this book, I I forgot as I was reading it that it was by two different people. Like it just totally seems like a cartoonist at work. Right. Like it, like the art and the storytelling are in perfect unison. Like yeah. it doesn't like it. I totally forgot until I closed the book. I was like, what was the name of this guy again? I was like, oh, it's two guys. Yeah. It's Wazim and Aben. Yeah. That's, the classic. Yeah. It's like uh, Titchener and uh, Ferente or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I was going for the joke that that's his name. Oh. The cartoon. His, oh, he's so pretentious. His middle name is an Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Like, you're, you're totally right about that. And, I mean, that's definitely the sign of, of a great book uh, when, when you know, you can just get lost in it yeah. and, and everything is so in sync and imperfect, you know? Like, yeah, there's never a place where, like, 
it seems like you know the writing and the art are, are you know clashing. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really well done, and it reminds me too. Like I know I've seen some old western that's the same exact kind of setup. It's like a course in the and i'm thinking of i don't know what movie but I, I feel like i've seen an old western movie where you know there's a new sheriff he's brand new and people are kind of laughing him off but he right. ends up having to be you know like tougher than people expect him to be and, um it does remind me of a western even though it's so oh, like it's definitely a western story yeah. small town sheriff you know instead of just desert it's snow right yeah, yeah. uh and what do you think about the cat I love the cat. I, I mean, love cats. He plays a role though. Like he, like the sheriff talks to him a couple different times. Like, like whenever the mayor shows up at first and they take those workers away, um, Spencer looks at the cat and says like, "Hey" or something or "Hi" yeah, yeah. in the window right before he goes on his like, you know, his little drive to yeah. figure out if he should be the sheriff anymore. Well, I think uh, cats, as uh, they do best. Uh, the cat was judging him. Yeah, it, it like, probably was. You're a pussy. Yeah, and uh, he could he could see that in the cat, and I think that's what drove him. Is uh, the cat is ashamed of me? I'm gonna prove that cat fucking wrong. Cats are judgy assholes. Cats are super judgy assholes. <laughs> if they're staring at you, they are either a plotting to kill you, yeah, or b judging you harshly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally it's Both. because they're hungry, <laughs> but okay. usually, usually they meow. Yeah. <laughs> or see, yeah, they they are uh, judging you harshly and planning to kill you because but of it. Yeah, yeah. because you haven't fed them. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It was a good book. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I was very surprised how much I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and, um, you know, I like the arts. It was very expressive and. and uh, you know, for the most part, I can tell you know characters apart. You know, yeah, like some of the you know the thugs. Yeah, you know, they're all kind of like like I said, I was a little confused. I thought maybe one of the guys in the diner that um, was telling the waitress the story was actually in the fight. But yeah. yeah, well, they both were in the fight. They just didn't start the fight. Yeah, because yeah. because I think it was uh, it was the factory workers had all gotten together and they were. Uh, apparently planning to unionize mm-hmm. and since uh, these thugs like work directly for the owner they you know, were trying to squash that right so, yeah uh, so there's that aspect of it too yeah. a little bit of poli- political uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and what an appropriate uh, thing to read uh, for on Labor Day weekend oh yeah that's uh, which, which was last weekend so um, I did I, I ordered this book through Mavericks where I work and I I remember when I ordered it, I was like, I don't know that I'll buy this, but I'm going to just order one because it, it seems like an interesting story and, mm-hmm. like, you know, something different, and I'll put it out for sale. And, of course, it just sat there well, and sure. touched it unnoticed. It's Mavericks. And, uh, it's I, not Deadpool. Nobody wants it. I know. And I was like, I felt bad because I was like, I don't really want to buy this because I've got plenty of other stuff to read. Right. I said, but this just looks like a book that somebody should read okay. because if, if I don't buy it, I was like, it's just going to rot on our shelf. So that's the reason I bought it. Yeah. So thanks, Mavericks customers, for, yeah. for playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> uh, so you, so you basically just ordered this from previous, like 
basically sight unseen. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just read the blurb and yep. said, hey. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Weird. That's, uh, that's super weird. <laughs> uh, like what was it a uh, pick of the month or anything like that? Or no, just, just, no. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I don't, if it was certifiably cool or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh, was. with the cat with the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. no, if it was, I don't remember any of that. I just, I just read the review and like I like the artwork because it showed the cover and okay. I was like, I was like, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Well, good choice. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. Uh, I did really enjoy it. Yeah. I would, uh, I would definitely read something else by these guys if, if they did anything. I, I saw on the inside it says also by the same writer, and it, and it tells something else he wrote, but it, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it's the same team or whatever, but right. it says like more from Wasm or whatever. But, I will look that up right now, and I am turning pages. Yeah. And we are looking by the same writer, Coma, with Frederick Peters. Coma with a K. Tumble with a K, yeah. I don't know. Well, I should look that up during the break. Yeah, maybe. Uh, speaking of. Yeah, I can use a break. All right. I, pee- I drink a lot of water. I could pee again. All right. All right. Sounds good.
Welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hey, recording! <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Making it happen. Yeah, we are. So, uh, while you were peeing, I uh, looked up uh, uh, Coma by uh, Pierre Wazim. Wazem. And uh, and a gentleman by the name of Frederick Peters, and uh, it appears to be a uh, uh, another humanoid's graphic novel that uh, seems to be more in line of what we would expect from humanoids. Right. Uh, it's about a little girl and and some sort of monster, I believe. So yeah. it looked interesting, yeah. you know, just from the cover art and the short description. But you know, uh, th- it is out there. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I, I was almost intrigued enough that, yeah, if I saw, like, a really cheap copy of it. Yeah. I, see, I find it just so much more interesting to read something that's, I know is a one-off story, or, you know, or possibly, a, you know, the beginning of a trilogy or whatever. Right. Like, I'm so much more excited to read that, um, than I am, you know, like, just, I don't know, the new Batman comic by Sean Murphy. Like, you know, right. I'll I'll read that and I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. But I wish he would just do his own like complete original thing and well, he is doing a complete original thing. It's called Batman White Knight. Yeah. I know. It's an eight issue miniseries. You don't need to read a thousand other comics around it. I know. You just need to know that Sean Murphy is amazing. I it's and just like Batman. It's like Yeah. No, those I love Batman and I love Sean Murphy, but yeah. I would I would rather read Something not Batman by Sean Murphy. I think he's he's working his way up to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done some other stuff that I don't want to read, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he did Tokyo Ghost. Yeah, yeah, know, that was and, good. Uh, Chrononauts. Chrono. I didn't read that just because I, Mark Miller. Yeah, was Mark Miller is yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, would uh, and and I see that trade. Uh, it's in previews every month for like three dollars. Yeah, and I see it in every five dollar. Graphic novel bin around Dayton at every show we go to. Right. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I love Sean Gordon. He's Murphy. great. Yeah. He's I'm awesome. not gonna read that book. It it just it was like this week the new issue of Daredevil came out this week and this mm-hmm. guy was showing it to me. He was flipping. He was like he's like oh look at this. He's like they're going back to the red costume. This is awesome. And and I was just like I mean the art's fine and everything, but I was just like I just couldn't care less. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like it's just. It's not a thing you can get excited about. I can't, yeah, because yeah. even if there's like some great person drawing Daredevil and a really good writer, right. I, I know there's still like, it's still fucking Daredevil and like nothing's ever going to change. It's not like, you know, <laughs> it's not like they can just completely change the character and have it stay that way. It's like, you right. know, it'll, it'll always come back, you know, it'll always, and, and I'm just more excited about these one-off stories about characters i've never seen before and right. i might not never see again like it's just way more interesting so what you're saying is that i should not pick this daredevil comic i've been thinking of for uh, <laughs> my next pick but but it, does he have his red costume yeah okay well then pick it <laughs> i it's weird though no i i love uh reading some superhero comics i really do but i just can't invest myself in them to me they're like you know even even the best one is just is somewhere between bubblegum and a meal, you know, mm. like because I I can't trust it to be, you know, like even if it is elevated to this art, this artistic expression or whatever, like you know Frank Miller's Dark Knight or you know whatever, you know, like something that's crazy and groundbreaking. It ultimately it, it doesn't really change anything, and it's not 
Like, but, but it's not as original as as I think it's supposed to be. But something like that, though, something like Dark Knight Returns or, or Electra Assassin, you know, mm-hmm. going with both Frank Miller and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do. Not to the characters, but yeah. to the art form well, and then to the industry. Yeah, definitely to the art form, but yeah, not the character. I think I'm more interested in the characters, though. Like, because that guy was just showing me the Daredevil costume, and I was just like, I don't really care what Daredevil's doing right now because I, th- I think, like, I mean, you know, obviously I love superhero comics, and then you know, Daredevil is like my favorite superhero, right? Uh, but I haven't read the Daredevil comic in years now at this point. Uh, and I think from Marvel and DC, when, when we were just talking about the monthly comics, mm-hmm. the, the the things that they are going to publish, you know, that they've published for the last you know seventy five to fifty years, right? You know, and that they'll continue to publish for the next fifty years or until print completely dies. Uh, those, yeah, those don't matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, because it is just a cycle of, you know, well, it's Daredevil. We gotta, you know, eventually gotta keep making them just Daredevil. Right. You no can't, matter you how can't many. Change them too much. Exactly. It's the illusion of change. Yeah. Uh, now, I think, and that's also part of it is that, you know, comics I don't think are meant to be continuously read by the same audience. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, like, we're supposed to grow out of them. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to grow out of a lot of things that we haven't done. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, like you know, like Daredevil, Batman. I love both of those characters. Mm-hmm. I'm not currently reading either of those books because I've kind of grown out of them. Right. I will get the Sean Gordon Murphy Batman White Knight yeah, because it's its own thing. If somebody does something really unique with it. Exactly. If... Elseworlds. I love Elseworlds books yeah. because they don't... They, they aren't affected by the monthly continuity. Yeah. They are its own thing for that one short period of time. I and, think, and I think that's what you're getting I at. think that's the only things I, I can still read with superheroes are, are either I read older stuff that I'm nostalgic for, like that I remember from being a kid, or I read something like White Knight where I'm like, that that looks good right. and I'll read it. Yeah. And, you know, I will buy that. Um, and I'm sure I'll I'll dig it, but at the same time, like every time I read a Batman story now, it still stings in the back of my mind, and it's like, you know, I'm just reading this. It's just, you know, the only reason this character is allowed to 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 be in this comic is because somebody wants to make a lot of money off of it. It's not like ultimately, it's not because somebody really wants to tell a great Batman story, right? Like that that is like a that product. does happen. Yeah, that's a product of. Yeah. Of the actual catalyst, which is a giant corporation wants to make a lot of money. Right. Um, but occasionally someone does do something really cool with those characters. It's just, it's, it's just it's something that I thought about it Wednesday. Like, it's not something I constantly think about, but when that guy was showing me the Daredevil comic, I was like, yeah, I'm sure this is fine, but right. I just couldn't care less about it. You like, know? I know the, the current writer of Daredevil has written some good stuff, stuff that I've loved. Like, he wrote, uh, that short-lived She-Hulk series. Oh, yeah. Uh, a couple years ago. That was great. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he may be doing the best job since, you know, Frank Miller on that book. Right. Uh, but, you know, it is essentially a placeholder. Yeah. And, and it'll either change drastically when a new, you know, when they want to reel it in, or right. a giant event, Marvel, right, yeah. you know, whatever. 
I, for me, like reading superhero stuff is all about like, do I like this character? You know, and even that like comes in third for me. Do I like this uh, writer? Mm-hmm. Do I like this artist? Do I like this character? Yeah. And if like there's gonna be like a run, like by by a certain creative team on a character I like, then I'm in. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get that because right. those are the three things, the three bigger things I'm looking at. Right. But at the same time, if it's a writer that I love and an artist that I love and a character that I love, but the story is shit, yeah, then I bail. Right. But you know. my thing is about that though is you you can't I like I feel safer with something like when we read Snow Day because I'm like okay this is a complete work like I can't even trust that the writer and the artist that I love working on a character I may or may not love are going to stick with it because there might be some falling out with the editor or whatever, right. you know, since it's this ongoing like monthly adventure or, or, you know, they want to do something different, but then they can't. And then like, it's constrained. And like, I, I, I still am yeah, in the back yeah, of my mind. I'm always it, thinking about that when I'm reading it. So, I, I think at that point that just becomes your own weird my anxieties. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got a lot of weird anxieties. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> in every hole of my body. Right. But, I mean, like, for me, like, I loved Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America. Oh, yeah. And I read it, but it, it really felt like its own contained thing. And, like, when he was off the book, I was like, okay, well, now I am, too. Because mm-hmm. he told the story he wanted to tell. There it is. You can read all of that. You can continue if you want. You can go back and read other stuff if you want. But I'm good. Yeah. You know. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, I never. I think I may have read like the first issue to check it out or something, but yeah. I never. I never kept up with it. You know, again, you know, not everything is to everybody's taste. Was and he, and I totally get what you're saying about like you know things like Snow Day or, yeah. or like a lot of the other books that we've read. You know, I, I love those too. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. yeah, Sean Gordon Murphy is doing a new Batman book, and I am super looking forward to it. But at the same time, yes, I will look forward more to something original that he's going to do yeah. in the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not dissing it completely. Right. I, I just, it always stings when I'm reading stuff like that. At least it's a mini series. It's not just like right. a new title or whatever. Right. Because, and it's not in continuity. Yeah. It's just going to be its right. own thing. Yeah. Uh, which those are the kind of superhero stories I love. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and in, in, in speaking to, to what we're talking about again, and also Daredevil, uh, I remember, you know, years ago when Paulo Rivera, or no, not Paulo Rivera, uh, Marcos Martin mm-hmm. was drawing Daredevil, like when Mark Wade started on the book. And he did, like, the first seven or eight issues. Oh, of yeah, it, that's know? right. Yeah. And, uh, like, and obviously, Marcos Martin is fucking amazing. Yeah. And he left the book, and people freaked the shit out. And we're just like, what the fuck, you know? And and uh, he was like, why, why, why doesn't he stick around on Daredevil? The only reason I bought this book was for him, you know. Fuck that guy, you know. And and then he went off and made uh, the Private Eye, yeah, with Brian K. Vaughn, which is way more amazing than anything right. he did on Daredevil, which was also amazing. Yeah, it's just his own thing, yeah. and he put more heart and soul into oh, it. Oh yeah, and you know there are people who are just. And, like, when he left Daredevil, he's like, I'm going to go work on my own thing. 
people were pissed. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. Like, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. I want to see yeah, that. Right. Like, I want to see my favorite creators, you know, who have worked on superhero books go off and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes me happy to see that happen oh, here. Sure. And also, you know, like, yeah, maybe they'll go off and do their own thing and then return to a superhero comic or whatever and, and make some cash. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like, I, yeah, I love Marcus Martin. He is definitely one of my favorite superhero artists in the last like 20 years for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I much look forward to more, you know, things like the private eye or whatever, right. whatever he's working on now. Barriers just Barriers. wrapped up. Oh, yeah. So uh, the other uh, panel syndicate uh, comic that he did with Brian Kavon. Sweet. A bilingual comic. Nice. Yeah. What's the other language? Uh, Spanish. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Is the other language English? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will check that out. Yeah. Is it Im- going to be an image? I have no idea. Print release. Uh, like, literally, I think last month is the, the, the final issue yeah. that came out. That's so. awesome. Just, uh, but yeah, you can go on Panel Syndicate, pay what you want. It's five issues. I don't want to read it online. Uh, didn't you read, uh, I read the first, like, two chapters of Private Eye online, right. and I just couldn't get into it. As, I mean, I, I, I got into the story, but I was like, I don't want to sit at my computer and read it. I want to wait for the print version. Well, you have a phone now. You can read it on there. Oh, never. <laughs> never. You know, I I was actually I was vacuuming. Doesn't your lady have like a tablet or something? One of her kids. Uh, her, one of her kids does. Can't you yeah. like pop it up on your giant ass TV? <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I know how to open pieces of paper that are glued together. That's it. That's all I know how to do. <laughs> um, no, but I was actually thinking about this the other night. I was vacuuming the store after we closed, yeah. and I, for some reason, something reminded me of James Kachalka, and I I was lamenting the fact that. American Elf is no longer a daily strip. I, mm-hmm. I looked forward to that every day. Like, it was one of my favorite things. Like, I was like, oh, a new day. I can, there's a new American Elf strip up, you know. Right. And, uh, I do miss that a lot. Right. But, but that's about the extent of comics that I could read online is like a three panel comic once a day. Like, that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. We'll find you a new American Elf. I'm sure there is another there one. There probably yeah. is something out there. Yeah. Uh, make you a new American elf. Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not interested in that. Alright. Yeah. I don't, I, that's, that's just, yeah, that's, if somebody was paying me to do it, I would, but I, that's just a headache. Like, forcing myself to do something. Start you a Patreon. Yeah. Maybe I will. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can get one of your, uh, one of your future stepkids to set that up for you, yeah, probably. Probably, uh, since, since you don't know how. I don't know. And honestly, I don't know how either. Yeah. Like, because I, I actually have a Patreon page. I've never used it. I've not done anything with it. Because I don't know what the fuck to do with it. Right. Also, I don't know what the hell I would provide. I'm already putting a sketch a day up on my website for free for the last four years. Yeah, I mean, that's probably enough, right? I mean, right. some people do less than that, I'm sure. Uh, but I was like, man, I wish there was like a Patreon manager that I could hire. Oh, I'm sure it, it has to be. Right? right? Uh, just like someone I could just say, hey, like, run this for me, help me figure this out, you get a cut of whatever I make, Yeah. and then, you know, then, then I can just do the thing that I need to do yeah, exactly. to make the Patreon run here. I would, I would, man, I'd be on would, would you be my Patreon manager? <laughs> I, sure, yeah. Would, would, would one of your future step kids <laughs> be my Patreon yeah, manager? Yeah, when they get to the younger one. The lemonade stand money isn't cutting it. <laughs> it's not buying enough Pokemons. Yeah. 
yeah, I always like seeing creators do their own thing. For sure, yeah. Especially when they're, peop- yeah, people that excel at it. Like, yeah. Like, like Brian K. Vaughn. Right. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that, um, I mean, you know, he did like Runaways or, you know, X-Men or whatever, but I'm so glad that he's, he's, he's like creating all these characters and stories himself, like Paper Girls and. Right. I'm not keeping up with Saga. I've read the first like, couple of trades, but um, I will eventually read the rest of them. But yeah. I'm glad to see him doing all that kind of stuff as opposed to just writing excellent, you know, Batman stories or whatever. Which he only did that a little bit. Like mm-hmm. his 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 four higher output is not as much as his right. you know uh, creator own stuff. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm really glad for stuff yeah. like that when people when when they make that jump and right. they. they are successful at that. It's like, you know, I mean, his, uh, I would argue that his, I mean, I know Runaways was popular and successful and all that, but I would say his big break was why the last yeah. break in here. Yeah. Uh, that's probably, which is, I think that's, that's probably my favorite thing he's done. Yeah. Prob- probably. Yeah. I really did like Private Eye a lot. So I'd yeah. say that's probably more of my favorite thing. And, uh, you know, I like Paper Girls a lot too. Paper Girls is great too. Uh, Ex Machina was was I, also pretty. I good. couldn't get into that one. I think it was the artwork, but yeah. I just couldn't get into it. But uh, but I mean that that's a guy who I think made his name on creator owned and mm-hmm. you know like like stuck with it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and like uh, Robert Kirkman is also you know another one of those you know just you know. Mostly did creator own work, and his his oh, yeah. work for higher output is is not as prolific. Right, uh, but he's also not nearly as good as Brian K. Vaughn either. But he's but he's a billion times richer. Uh-huh. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes it works out that way. Yeah, it actually, you know, uh, we we you know because we did uh, our Kirby book last time mm-hmm. uh, for Kirby's birthday, and uh, on that day. Uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about Kirby, like on Twitter and online everywhere. And Robert Kirkman himself, uh, tweeted, you know, that, uh, you know, Jack Kirby spent his entire career, uh, you know, creating his own characters, which is true. He did a lot, you know, oh, yeah. didn't own them, but, you know, uh, and, you know, his whole point was that, you know, you, you should be doing that too, you know, just as a blanket creativity statements, you know, do your own thing. Uh, but, I mean, you know, for one thing, you know, there are people who love superhero stuff and oh, want yeah. to work on those characters that they're not going to own and then play in that sandbox. Oh, it, I mean, it would, how how much of an honor would that be to be right. like, wow, I got to draw an issue of Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. And that's awesome. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, you know, uh, and Jack Kirby also, you know, like, I mean, he created a lot, and then, you know, but it was all work for hire for the most part. Mm-hmm. And But he also, you know, created those things so that other people could play with them and do other things. Oh, yeah. and, and there's a lot of his characters that are now completely different phenomena than, you know, what he created. Like, oh, sure. Look at the X-Men alone. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that just went nuts, yeah. Right. Uh, but also, Robert Kirkman... Uh, it is super easy to say that when you never have to worry about a bill in your life ever again. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't remember. I I remember years ago he you know he got he did that manifesto thing, but yeah, I, I can't remember if he was you know such an advocate before he was you know before The Walking Dead happened. Or, I mean, I don't think the TV series had happened at that point mm-hmm. when when he put that out. Like he was still doing Marvel work at the time, I think. Okay. And that's when he sort of quit he Marvel. Split, split. Uh, the Walking Dead comic was a success, but you know, not nearly right. what it is today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do think more creators could certainly branch out and and do their own thing and be successful with it if if they put you know their heart into it. But right. you know, like you said, it is like you know, it's a little safer for them to be like, hey, you know, you know, here's this run on Silver Surfer. Right. Mike Allred just do that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like I love that book. I love mm-hmm. Michael Red's art. I still want to see more Mad Men right? or or something else that I, he's done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would, I would like to see him just create something completely brand new. Right, like, that's yeah. what I'd like to see. Uh, uh, well, I just I, I don't feel like Mad Men uh, had had a proper finish to his story. But see, I I never I read um like I've probably read maybe like twenty or thirty Mad Men comics, but I've never read. Any of the like end ones, like right. I read the, all the early miniseries and then the first ongoing series for a while, but um, I didn't read the, like the last, like the bulk of what he did with the character, probably. Yeah. So I don't even know how it ended up or, or whatever. I don't honestly, remember either. But but he's, I mean, other than I Zombie, he's mostly just done Marvel own stuff, right? right? Bug and Silver Surfer and. Ecstatics. Ecstatics. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mostly just one off weird stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And of course I'm sure he's making mad money off of iZombie now too, since it's a completely unrelated T V show. Yeah. <laughs> and it has some of his artwork in the opening credits. Yes it does. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh does he make money every time uh, someone reads the golden plates? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he ever finished that one either. He did not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he became a Satanist. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. He's, he's going to work he's on the book of on Satan. the Satanic yeah. Bible. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> the Satanic Bible through the eyes of Mike Allred. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Uh, probably. I mean, because it's just yeah. like you know, you'd expect like Ben Templesmith or somebody to right, do it. Right, right. That'd be great to see Mike Allred <laughs> do it. Uh, yeah, and, and and there are people who are just, you know, corporate guys through and through, like Jeff Johns. Like, I think he has done one creator-owned thing mm-hmm. in his entire career, and it was terrible. Uh, but, like, it was, like, a six-issue miniseries, and everything else he's done is just DC. And now he's, like, the head of DC. Right. So, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I, at, at some point, I guess you have to look at it as, you know, are you more excited to, you know, work on this thing that you're super nostalgic for because, you know, you grew up with it, in your lunchbox, or or are you more excited to like just you know create something completely new and different that right. expresses who you are and like your worldview and right. you know uh, I don't know it's I I mean some people can do both like right. Grant Morrison can do right. both but uh, yeah I don't know it's it's just one of those things like you know as an artist I struggle with too you know I mean obviously I'm not you know. Marvel and DC aren't knocking on my door for anything, and, and I'd probably turn them down because that's a lot of work, and I don't want to do it. And I'm right. lazy, but you know, I am trying to find a purpose to what I do, 
Like, mm-hmm. like I'm just doing it at this point, and a lot of it is me just drawing fan art, basically. But, like, you know, like, do, do I have a story that I feel is worth telling that I, I should spend the time on? Because oh, sure you do. Because, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's a lot of work mm-hmm. that nobody sees for a very right. long time. That's and true. then, like, once you finish it, you know, like, you put it out there and get almost no feedback. Right. You know yeah. I mean? Is, is that worth it? And and what do I have to say that would make that worth it, you know? And, and that's, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't know where I'm at. I, I like that cost. I like, I like art that um, doesn't necessarily propel the artist into, you know, a career in art. Like, I... You know, I've, some of some of my favorite comics are ones by people who don't even make money as an artist. Right. But at the same time, it is awesome when you see something like the success story of Jeff Smith or somebody. Who, right. Know, they did just do this thing that they've loved, and uh, it's very personal. Turned something yeah. there. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for that. You yeah. know, and, and you know, clearly he, you know can do whatever he wants at this point, you know, and, and uh, you know, continues to do so. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Jeff Smith does now, because he kind of, I think he abandoned that Tukey series, didn't he? But I have no idea what you're talking about. It was like the last a, thing I knew he did was Razzle. Oh, okay. This was after Razzle. It was, okay. it was like more of a human-based like story and Tukey. I don't know. I never read it, but yeah. I think there was like three or four issues in a, in a three or four ish, a year span, and right. that was it. I know Terry Moore is, uh, you know, he's currently got Motor Girl, yeah, and that's going to be ending soon, and then he is going back to Strangers in Paradise. Oh, is he? I didn't know. Uh, I think it's like a 12-issue miniseries that he's going to be doing. Huh. I guess it's a maxi-series, not a mini. But, yeah. uh, and I mean, you know, like if he feels that he has the story to tell, you know, by all means more power to him, but, you know, uh, I would certainly, I, I, I would be, like, I'll, I'll definitely check it out, I'm a huge Strangers in Paradise fan, I've read almost everything that he's put out oh, at yeah. this point, uh, but, you know, at the same time, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'd still like to see him do different things. I, that's the cool thing about him, though, is he does, like, that. it's kind of surprising that he's doing a Strangers book, maybe, yeah. maybe he is just, you know, he's like, He's got the nostalgia for the characters, and he's that bridge, and like he's got nostalgia for these characters that, that he invented. He exactly, yeah. yeah. Which that's awesome. Well, I mean, when you write, you know, like well, essentially like a hundred and fifty issues of a book, like you know, between all the different series or whatever, those characters live with you. Oh yeah. Like 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 even if you end their story, I'm sure they're still, you know, in his head oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me like. I wonder if. You know, thirty years from now, there'll be like, you know, all these independent creator-owned comics just done by other people, you right? Know? You know, like, will there be an, a Cerebus comic or like a? Well, there is a Cerebus comic right now. <laughs> well, sort of, <laughs> a Strangers in Paradise or, you know, Mad Men or whatever, just by somebody else. Like, right? Will those characters be allowed to just like? I know Dave Sim has said, you know, anybody can do a service comic, he doesn't care. Really? Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing one? Mm, I did one. Yeah, with Brian John Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, no. Um, I've never, no. Yeah. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, well, how will that, like, those creator-owned projects, will they, you know, like, legally, will they just be, like, you know, for 75 years off, off limits or? Well, yeah. 
that's the law. <laughs> but I mean, you know, some pe- people might write into like, hey, what are, do whatever you want with Mad Men. You know? Right. Like if he owns it, he could say that. You know? He could. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah that'd be cool. Right. I mean, I'm sure you know, probably some people who have like you know characters like that or whatever you know are, would probably be interested in seeing you know, hey, what, what what can you do with it? Yeah. Like Mike Mignola has basically done that with Hellboy. Oh yeah. You know, like like constantly putting out you know stuff by other creators, you know, working on that book. Yeah, yeah. which I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's like you know, just just you know, you and I being you know, uh, whatever it is we are. You know, I mean, you you know, you put out a lot of stuff that you know is like, super personal. You, you do a lot of autobiographical stuff. Like this story know. about me fucking the couch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I know that uh, Francis Prom Queen Maggot was just a veiled, you know, uh, personal story. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, so like in thirty years is uh, you know. Are you gonna have nostalgia for Francis and yeah. make a new Francis comic? Uh, I'll just, I'll, I want that Francis Prom Queen Maggot AMC money. Right, right. Sell it to AMC. <laughs> be richer than Robert Kirkman. Sure, sure. It's gonna be big. <laughs> People like zombies, but not as much as they like prepubescent kids jerking off. Sure, sure. Now, what if I came up to you and said, "Hey, can I do Francis Prom Queen yeah. Maggot?" You can do a Veggie Dog Saturn going. <laughs> the lost, the lost tales of. But you know, and then and you're currently you know, like you, you just put out like uh, basically what is the equivalent of, of you doing a creator uh, work for hire? Oh, book that's true. With yeah. uh, defenders of the planet. Yeah. Uh, but that one, that one is a weird one though because it is based on characters that I didn't create, but then we added characters we did create. Right. So I guess that's kind of like when someone works on Daredevil and they add a new villain or right, something. Right. Right. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, you you've said like even before you finished it that you wanted to go back to doing your own thing. Yeah, you know, afterwards. Yeah, and, I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, and I know you're kind of working on something, you know, at least just something for fun. And yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but like you know, I mean, it, it takes a while. It does. Know? It takes a long time, especially like especially if we have jobs. Yeah, you know? we have jobs, and like you know. You know, I'm pretending to be an adult now. And, right. You know, like, just different things take up take up your time. By the way, can I just point out that uh, it doesn't suit you? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to power through it, though. <laughs> see, what, see what it's like in 40 years. <laughs> if it's if I don't like it in 40 years, I'll go back. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, like, you know, and then, like, uh, I had a discussion with a friend of mine here this week. He, he's been... Making his own comics. I mean, he and I, we used to make our own comics you know, years ago, and then, then when we stopped doing that, he did his own thing for a while, and and now he's thinking about doing like something for somebody else. And, mm-hmm. and but like, I was just like, you know, like they're hiring him to, to yeah, call. yeah. And it was like, you know, I mean, I get the money aspect, you know, if, if especially if they pay well, you know, certainly go for it. But you know. Like, is that a thing that's really going to speak to him? You know, is that something that he's going to be able to maintain an interest in? And, mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, like, he's often told me, like, with his own stuff, like, he, he does kind of lose interest because he knows where it's going. And I totally get that. That's yeah. part of the reason why I've not really done anything on my own is because, 
like once the initial excitement wears off, it's just like, oh, this is yeah. work. And it, it is a motivator if you're if you're either working with someone or you know if someone else is counting on you, or you know, like not necessarily if they're just paying you, but if you're like, well, you know, if it's my own project, I could be like, well, I like I drew thirty pages of a graphic novel, completely inked it and lettered it and everything, right. and I just like haven't touched it in like five years, right? Um, and I'll. You know, I I do. It is in my mind that I am going to work on it some more. But I think if someone else had been either paying me or someone else had written it or or whatever, you know, I would probably have like a hundred pages done because I'd be like, well, this person is really counting on me or right. whatever. Um, but yeah, when it is your own thing, it's easier just to just to let something slide. Yeah, at, at least for me, it it's is. it's it's a double edged sword, you know, because it's like, okay, here's this thing that I'm really passionate about, but like, do I want to put that much effort into something that may not have any reward. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like with, with crowdfunding and everything, I guess that's a potential goal thing yeah, that you could try, exactly. but, you know, it's like, you know, oh, I got to do this because, you know, people are, are now counting on it, but, right. you know. It's, it's pressure, but it, it's it might be a, pressure. It's like here. a positive pressure. Because right. it's not like, Someone's like, I, I paid for it, I'm demanding it. They're like, they're like, they actually want it. They want to read it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's a thing I think that, that transfers into like every other aspect of life. You know, it's like, you know, is this something that I like jobs? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I've got this job and, and I'm kind of miserable at it, but it makes decent money. But is, is that my only right. motivation to stay here? Like, you know, like, you know, or you know, here's this job that I have a lot of passion for, but like I don't make a lot of money. Right. But like I love every aspect of this. You know, it's, it seems you know, it's a, there's pros and cons. I mean, yeah. I I could do a job I didn't really care for for a shorter amount of time if, to make a lot of money. Right. But I don't think I could be like, well, that's what I'm doing forever. You right. Know, I right. Do it. Like like our friend Neil with his uh, five year plan or whatever. Yeah. It is. He's, he's got he's working a job he's miserable at, but you know he. Hi, Neil. Yeah, hey, because he he does listen. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, he, he's miserable at his job, but he's doing it because he's making money at right. it. You know, and yeah, he's got a plan. He's powering through it, and, and God bless him for it. Yeah. I don't think I could do that because yeah. uh, I am struggling every day at my job. But, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, different struggles, different strengths, but you know, as long as as long as you realize if if you play pay close attention to when you're getting to the point where you're like i can't do it anymore right and yeah. you have to you have to you have to cut it off at that point right and then, and then kind of like the thing with me is in you know, artwork is like okay i have this job that i'm miserable at but i can come home and draw and and, and sort of you know relieve stress with that mm-hmm. but then like if i was relying on that to be my income you know like would i have the same attitude. Oh, because you didn't have to stress it. Right, right yeah. yeah. Uh, and like my ex-girlfriend, you know, she, you know, she was, uh, you know, a great artist, uh, but like, she would always talk about, like, I don't think I could do art as a job mm-hmm. because then it becomes a job and not a thing that I love. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you could, I mean, if you could have fun with the projects, I mean, it, like, if it wasn't just like, I'm drawing a, you know, something horrendously boring or whatever right. you know I, I could do it like like I, I worked very briefly at Trader Joe's just for a few months one summer 
and I got to do a lot of artwork there, and that was super fun. And I was just fucking right. drawing words and prices and like oh, you love you drawing know, letters, cans of milk. I do love drawing letters, but like even that, like I, I mean, I could I could do that every day of my life, right? You know, or, or five days a week for eight hours, or, right? Right. I could totally do that. I think that's also different though, because it's it's sort of there's like a weird creativity disconnect there mm-hmm. it's like it's not something that you're, you're super invested in it's like right. oh i have to make this sign that says milk is for sale yeah. for a dollar yeah. <laughs> right. yeah but i have to make it look pretty yeah. yeah and it just has to last long enough because it's like a lot of those signs they they have up for like a week right or yeah. something yeah. some of them i think some of my signs are still there which is kind Ooh. of exciting next time i stop in for sushi i'll <laughs> spend more than two minutes there yeah there you go and look but oh well, we obviously didn't solve anything here tonight. We we never will. But as yeah. artists, you know, you got to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like like you know, I've recently finished a couple of uh, not projects, but just like things that I challenged myself to do, and I did them, and then they're over with. And now I'm sort of in this area where it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm still doing the sketch day, but I don't have any goal, right? And so I'm like, what do I do now? Oh, so you, you feel like you need another goal then? Almost. Like, mm-hmm. like I, because, uh, yeah, for the last four months, I've had themes yeah. that I've been doing. Like, I did all those sketch cards for Free Comic Book Day, which I kept posting through July. Right. And then in August was, like, you know, the 100 Kirbys, which uh, are all... S- Mostly still available for $5 a piece, and all the profits go to uh, Hero Initiative. Uh, send me an email. Uh, um, but now, like, it's, it's September, and I don't have a theme, and so I'm just, you know, just had weird shit that I would doodle, like, you know, like, waiting for oil changes right. or whatever, and then, like, you know, just sort of id release, and it's awesome, and it's I nice. Yeah, I love but, that stuff. Really you know, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, like, like. Like, why am I yeah. still doing this other than I need to post this every day, you know? You know, it, like you said, it is a stress relief. And, you know, just, yeah. just knowing that you're maintaining that <clears throat> out- output, I'm sure, is it's that's that's a goal right yeah. there. Yeah, and it kind of is. Especially, uh, like, today was day 950. Oh, nice. So, you know, like, like 50 days is like a 1,000. That's then pretty good. 1,000 days straight where I've, I've posted a piece of art. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then... I do once a month. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> hey, twice a month, maybe. Yeah. The, the bewildering and oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you should definitely post more. I think I mm-hmm. you could do one a week at least. I could, but I won't. Because uh, I see you draw a lot more than than what you post right. online. Yeah. Oh yeah, I draw every pretty much every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know some of it is comics, and you can't show them because it's right. not a story yet. I do a diary comic that's just. For me, right, which is so, weird, but yeah. uh, but but you and know, I've also seen you just draw weird shit, uh, yeah, you know, at least once a week, and you know, you, you could post some of that. I, I could. Maybe, yeah. I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I I do honestly find your blog inspiring more than just about any other art blog that I've well, looked, thank you. looked at because Cause you're like, oh, I can do better, yeah, that. exactly. I'm like, if yeah. this is out there, <laughs> then surely there's a need for better art. <laughs> People are eating this shit up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, spite is a pretty good motivator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of spite, mm-hmm. uh, I should probably pick a comic. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm picking Daredevil, Love and War. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I am going to pick a comic that I'm going to guess you already own. Oh, cool. I love it when that happens. Uh, if, if you don't own it, I am actually going to be super shocked. Uh, and, uh, but also you may have already read it and you might veto it, so I don't know. Uh, but, uh, so, so there is a collection, uh, of this book, uh, called Last Look. Uh, but I own the individual graphic novels, uh, X'd Out, The Hive, and Sugar Skull. By Charles Burns. Oh wow! It's a trilogy of, of books uh, that he put out over a couple of years, and I think last year he released like uh, a collection of all the, three. The last look. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounded familiar, but I couldn't place what that was. Yeah, I, st- I still have the uh, the three individual ones. Excellent, yeah. excellent. As do I, and I would not veto that. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So it's basically like reading a three issue miniseries. It's just that they're all hardcover and 100 pages each. <laughs> Easy task. Yeah. 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 When when do we do another podcast in a week? Okay. A week and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Actually, actually, I haven't read the third one yet, so okay. so that so I could use a refresher to cool. to read that. So yeah, that's good. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. So, X'd out, Sugar Spike. <laughs> sugar and Spike. Sugar and Spike was the keep given thing uh, I read a few months isn't ago. Isn't there one called Sugar? It's something? X'd out is the first one. The Hive is the, the second hive, one. Yeah. And Sugar Skull. Sugar Skull is the third is. one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so uh, listeners at home, you can read along with that. Or again, you can look for the collection, Last Look. I don't know why it's called that. Hmm. Uh, by Charles Burns. Charles Burns. American the, hero. The Black Hole fame. He was on that TV show? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Or a uh, movie. Yeah. With the... the well, Did he play the, the Tweaky? He, he played like the, the robot that was all <laughs> beat up. Yeah. Oh, cool. Bob? Was that his name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen it. Neither have I. I've heard of it. Yep. I think I even had one of the toys. Is, when that, I was uh, is that Anthony Perkins? Is he in Gosh. that? Really? Or Roddy McDowell? I don't know. Wow. Black hole fanatics, <laughs> get at us. <laughs> it ain't a Star War, I don't care. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, those three books by so, Charles Burns. I'm looking forward to that, I really am. As am I. That's why I picked it. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. See you guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.